I cannot even. We need to talk about it a little bit. We're already started. We're doing it. Let's talk about the simulator. We're welcome to CarCast, guys. Talk about the simulator because the Indy 500 is coming up, and I can I can practice on the course with an Indy car if I pay for one. But uh, let's just say the first time I got in the sim, it's so realistic. I, I it took me about an hour to get my equilibrium back. Yeah. Uh, I was in a full sweat and I was vomiting, but, um, it's, uh, you know, you're the second person to tell me somebody else I was talking to going, Oh, I've tried the sim and I just get sick. Like, no, no, just... It's, it, you just, it's like anything else. I mean, it's like getting in a race car and you going around fucking track. Yeah. And you're going to get sick. I mean, unless you're not acclimated to it. Right. I mean, it's just a motion sickness thing. You know, you know, who was telling me was, um, Eric Kendricks, uh, the NFL player that we had on a little while ago. Yeah, we went to a car meetup, like a big car show, cars and coffee event. He brought out his uh, GT3. I brought out my Mustang Mach One, and that's we hung I'm out for a bit. I, uh, I, we hung out a bit, and we were talking about it. And, and uh, I was telling him about your simulator, and he was like, "Man, I straight up barf when I play." <laughs> He's like, I'm in it, and like within 15 minutes, I'm just ready to hurl. <laughs> you just—it's like anything else. I mean, you just got to get acclimated to it. I'm—I'm I'm quite obviously forcing myself to get acclimated. Yeah, I'm past that point, and uh, I'm going to post a little clip of Gage on this thing. But talk about emasculating, dude! You pulled this kid who can't even drive a stick that well. Yeah, granted, um, it's not a stick; it's a paddle shift, but. This kid is absolutely ripping it up on this course, and I have to spend hours in here trying to keep up with it. It's pretty crazy. So I, mean, I, I saw a clip that you posted, and I think um, the guy from the simulator was setting up was giving like a little bit of driving instruction, yeah. like you would on a track day, which is super helpful. Like learn the line and then try to repeat it and increase your time. And you're right; he was. I I watched that clip, and he was. He was doing pretty good for a kid who's had a driver's license for six months or whatever. <laughs> well, wait till you see the clip I'm about to post, man. I mean, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, I mean, the feel that you get, I mean, it, 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 it's so hard to explain. I mean, I just have to put somebody in the simulator when they stop by. And I, I try to explain it because it's a waste of time Yeah, uh, for me to, to, to try, but it's, uh, it's the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen because from car to car, you feel the characteristics of each one. I mean, you truly do. Now, I don't have a McLaren, um, nor do I have an IndyCar, but I, I got to say, man, I mean, the, the, it, it, it doesn't get any more realistic than this. It, it looks like a badass system, so I can't wait to uh, to check it out. And uh, I don't know if maybe we'll find these guys at some shows or stuff. I don't know if they set up at like Bear Jackson events or something. But oh, they're everywhere. I'll get just just uh, stay tuned to my account. I I, uh, I try to post you know all of their tags in there. But um, Advanced Simulator, they're up in Montreal. Yeah, and, uh, Advanced Sim Group, I think it is. But I'll, I'll get you all the all the stuff. But they're they're absolutely fantastic. Um. Before we get into uh, some of this car news, uh, we might as well just give a little update because uh, uh, there you go. You got a little bump on your head. Those of you who followed you on uh, on Instagram or watch TMZ, I guess, <laughs> or follow TMZ, you, you got a little cut on your head and uh, that snowballed into a story. But uh, although TMZ kind of had it lighthearted, they're like, eh. 
Goldberg's no stranger to to bumping his head. Let me let me preface the event by saying that uh, I'm greatly appreciative that anybody would care about how I felt, right? But converse, but on the other side of that, you know, talk about making a mountain out of a molehill. I mean, uh, I don't know, man. I'm old school. I'm a man's man. Uh, I don't give a flying shit if I got a cut or a scar. It doesn't bother me. As long as it doesn't incapacitate me, I'm going to continue on with my business, right? Um, but, I mean, it was a pretty pretty gnarly event what happened but and but i got very lucky it was at the end of the day it's a shooting target you know that hit me in the head that in a t-post T- i think the t-post got me here oh but, on your arm as well yeah yeah so i mean you know uh i'm just gonna be careful about what i post from now because i don't want to <laughs> i don't want right. you know, to i don't want to make a mountain out of a molehill like i don't know at the end of the day it's just uh I'm embarrassed that, that it turned into what it turned into. Okay, so you're you're driving the tractor, you're you're pulling something with the tractor. That snagged the T post. It came down and hit your arm, hit you in the head, and that's what happened. Because on top of it was the shooting target you were trying to get to, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't trying to get to it. I I, I was dragging. Ah, pardon me. Live, hey baby. <laughs> Um, I'm doing my podcast literally right now. <laughs> if you need it, you can use it. Okay. I love you. <laughs> Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen, but I have to torque down the love nuts on my wife's four wheeler, but I cannot do that while I'm doing my podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I'm driving the tractor. I'm just dragging the arena, the arena. I'm dragging my shooting range. And there's like a 12-foot T-post sticking out of the ground. And there's a quite a heavy shooting target hanging off of it. And, you know, I try to strategically uh, cover as much area as possible. Obviously, I cut it a little too short. And uh, the, 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 uh, the rake that I was dragging uh, grabbed the T-post so as I hit it and pulled it forward, it slammed it down on, on top of me. I don't know. I mean, I I, I felt like uh, I had no idea what happened. Absolutely no idea. Just all of a sudden you get hit in the head and you're like, what the what Yeah, the hell? all of a sudden, it, it, I swear to God, I felt like somebody hit me in the head with a baseball bat. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, I kind of gathered myself and grabbed my head. And thankfully, I had a hat on. You know, uh, but I mean, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. I mean, it wasn't that bad. Uh, the concussion, the, 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 I think the, the force and it hitting me was probably more dangerous than the actual cut itself. But, you know, right. Goofy, so that's the concern. Now, yeah. l- listen, also, like, you know, when TMZ goes, says, uh, Goldberg is in a, a tractor accident and here's a bloody picture coming off of what Jeremy Renner just went through exactly. with the snowcat. They're, yeah. they're kind of like, they're, 
they're just sort of covering their bases on like what's going on with 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 tractors and stuff. But listen, I'm, I'm glad you're OK. It definitely, like you said earlier off the air, it kind of shook a few marbles loose for for a couple of minutes. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but you're OK. I see, you know, you glued <laughs> you glued the. You glued it together, or Wanda glued it for you, and uh, it seems, yeah, it looks, I mean, it looks, looks She's good. like, you're, I'm going to glue it. You're going to have a scar. I'm like, and I started laughing. I thought, is that kind of a joke? Like, there's like 900 of them on my head already. So what's another one going to be? And, you know, yeah, hey, man. But <sighs> it, the concern is like, do you feel okay? You're not throwing up the concussion, or if there's a concussion, like, if you feel okay then that's that's the real other than the bruise and the cut on your head it's absolutely and yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm a great i'm a great doctor but i'm a horrible patient so let's just say that afterwards <laughs> i literally i mean uh i i got off the tractor and then i just i weeded it literally for like six hours and then yeah. i came in and i went to, i took a nap so i mean i did the things that you're not supposed to do but um i'm a defensive lineman what do you expect yeah listen i i was i was in a gym once and then uh uh fell and hit my head on the concrete in in the gym and uh i was out you know knocked out and i i got up and they're like are you okay they're like ambulance is on the way i was like nah i'm fine i'm fine i i started walking home a hundred feet out of the gym i threw up (laughs) my concussion just Pearl that I was just like, oh, this is probably a little worse than I thought it was. <laughs> and, like, and, you know, it, it, it depends on who you are and what you've been through, right? Yeah. I, mean, I remember playing football in Georgia, and I'd get uh, my bell rung. That's what they used to call it. And you jog off the field. And by the time I made it to the sidelines, I was completely back, right? So it's like, okay, what's going on? I turn right around and go back in. But, I mean, that's that's the side yeah. of that. That's Things were different back then. People didn't know what a concussion was or the repercussions of the concussion. Right, right. The long term. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, then the long term. Right. But you know, you, study. That's all. Um, all right. So glad you're okay. Crazy little story. But thank you, everybody. Uh yeah, everyone that reaches out and and uh sends nice messages. <laughs> um, okay, so this weekend, Indy five hundred. If you guys have been watching the uh, CW show, the Hundred Days to Indie, it's it's good. It's interesting. It gives you it gives you sort of a a peek behind the curtain of what it takes to race an indie car, but also a nice little peek into who these drivers are and where they come from and their background and their families and and how nerve wracking it is oftentimes for families to watch racing, especially if there's an accident. So there's definitely some stuff going on, but um, the Indy 500 is such an incredible event. As you guys know, we don't need, really need to get into the size and scope of it, but we are, this is the first like no COVID, nothing, no ticket limitations. Uh, and they say wrestling's fake. <laughs> they've got, uh, they've got uh, the changes to the the track to the facility and whatever they added bathrooms and things like that over the course of the last few years. So this is the first event where they're like 100% operational under the new ownership and the changes made. Um, and from what I understand, uh, 
ticket sales are phenomenal, um, which is great. Uh, you and I have always said, um, go go to a live event. Go to a live event. Uh, it's so much more fun. And in, in this case, a racing event. We've been out to drag racing. We've been out to IndyCar. We've been out to you know, Trans Am races. Uh, we've been out to a number of events. And it's always thrilling to to see and hear and smell all of these cars in real time. So, uh, but this, this can't really be called just a race, right? This is, right. A, this is an event. This is like going to, you know, you don't go to Goodwood and just sit in your seat and experience cars going around the track. I mean, this is a whole, you got to take this whole experience in. It's probably a weekend deal, obviously Memorial Day. Uh, Indy 500 is like the stable, you know, it's like, Daytona 500. It's like, I mean, they they call it the greatest motorsports event or the biggest motorsports event, and I think for just sheer attendance, they it is. Oh yeah, they can fit so many people, and then the infield and the whole thing, and and all of the practice sessions and the qualifying leading up to it, then Carb Day, and then uh, and then the race itself is is impressive. So, it's like the Kentucky Derby of racing. Yeah, you know it's just. Uh, it's a, it's a happening, it, you know. It's the place to be. So, and oh, by the way, they're going two forty down the street. Yeah, they're, I mean they're they're getting there. So Alex Pillow, who uh, who qualified on the pole, um, not only qualified on the pole, but set a record of two hundred and thirty four point zero four six a mile an hour on the previous record. Um, I'm sorry, he was 234.2. The previous record was Scott Dixon at 234.04. So just a fraction, but these guys are qualifying at 234 miles an hour. Uh and and it's and it's insane to to see. Um what's insane yeah. is me driving on my simulator, trying to keep my concentration in a five-lap race. I'm yeah. doing the nurburing right now, right? But you know, Watkins, Road Atlanta. Go five laps around Road Atlanta mm-hmm. with the damn thing pegged and your your poo holes puckered up, you're sweating, and I'm in a simulator. You know, uh, I'm trying to get the same line every single time. And, man, if I hit the grass, if I hit the rumble strips, if I'm, you know, in the wrong gear, I could conceivably wreck. These guys could conceivably die instantly with one mistake or one lapse of concentration. So it's yeah. absolutely, it, it, it's phenomenal to see the ability to keep your shit straight for that long period of time. Oh um, yeah. And there, there was an accident. There was a crash in practice. We'll get into in a second. Uh, Catherine Legg, she, uh, I believe is qualifying for the first time ever. Uh, for the Indy 500. She was part of the Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan team. Um, they've been training her. They fit her in a car. They did some testing and they're getting her into Indy and making a, a hell of a presence at the Indy 500. She turned the fastest uh, single qualifying lap. Um, the fa- I, I believe she's the fastest female ever out there. She did a 231.59, uh, which is the fastest female in Indianapolis 500 history. Uh, previously, uh, uh, Simona De Silvestro and then Sarah Fisher, um, they ran 230 and 229. So she ran a 231, qualified for the Indy 500 for the RLL team, uh, which is great, super impressive. Now, 
Now, Graham Rahal, who's a, a friend of the show, we just had him on not too long ago, was just plagued with car issues, aerodynamics, all kinds of stuff. I didn't get a chance to chat with him because I didn't want to start texting him and screwing up his day. But because <laughs> uh, it's been very emotional, but the car just wasn't going fast and it came down to the last second and and he did not qualify by like four hundredths of a second. Like this is just heartbreaking for a guy that's done this 15 years in a row already at, you know, whatever he is only 34 years old. So, uh, and the family legacy, this is just an insane thing, but he, he, you know, he gathered, gathered his thoughts. He, uh, posted a video and said, you know, this is not the way we wanted it to go. And, you know, but that's racing and you never know how it happens. Um, and, and life goes on and we'll be at the next race. But there was a practice session and uh, Stefan Wilson, uh, who runs a completely different car, completely different team. They're out there, they're driving and he brake checks. All the cars are slowing down. He's in the field. Catherine Legg, who's on the RLL team, that's on Graham's team, she doesn't see quick enough that they're stopping. She hits the brakes, not in time, smashes into the back of Stefan Wilson. Uh, they both go flying into the wall, and both cars are damaged. Um, she's clearly shook up. You could see it in her in the interview afterwards tears in her eyes she's like i just couldn't stop in time and she just went right into the back of wilson um now they're both okay but unfortunately for wilson he did have a cracked vertebrae uh so they need to keep an eye on him and i've done this as well by the way i've been in an accident and cracked a vertebrae (laughs) so uh it you know not not pleasant to say the least because you know i did it in the upper back and there's not much you can do you can't like wrap it or you can't like put a cast on it you you just like it's it's just a weird thing i think his was was lower so um he's gonna be okay he already posted a video from the hospital saying he's bummed he's gonna have not be able to make the indy 500 race uh but he's gonna be okay now if he was perfectly okay would his car uh could his car have been repaired so that he could race? No, but you are allowed to use the backup car. Uh, so during the, so that's actually a good question. So one of the issues that Graham Rahal was running into is the team was saying, we, we want to just swap the chassis. We want to get a new car in there because some gremlin is making this car slow. But the cutoff for that was Friday, Friday evening. One of the other drivers did swap it out. When they went back out on Sunday, I think, and Saturday night, they wanted to swap the car out. They found the rule in the rule book going, no, you can't. So they can only make adjustments to the existing car. Now, this is now this is where the a little bit of the uh, uh, Hollywood drama. Yeah. So what happens is, is uh, think Days of Thunder when Rowdy gets hit and then they're like, my car qualified. But Rowdy couldn't drive. Same case. So Wilson qualified with his car. But he's injured and he can't race. So 
these teams give them credit because this wasn't easy to do. They got Graham Rahal back in the race in Wilson's car. This is a different team, different sponsors, different engine. He runs the Chevrolet engine, not the, not the Honda engine. So the engineer, the tech that's assigned to his car can't even be his tech. So Graham has just a few days to, to get acclimated with this team and get in the car and get a feel for the car. There's a lot like getting into a fresh car. That's completely different, not completely different technology, but like arguably different technology. When, when, when we spoke to Graham at, at the Grand Prix of Long Beach and I go, Hey, how much boost are you running? Adam Kroll and I went there and we talked with him. How much boost are you running? How much power are you running? He's like, I don't, I don't exactly know. And I go, well, that's weird, right? He's like, no. He goes, because we run a Honda engine and every racer out there has an engineer from the factory assigned to them. So Graham has a Honda engineer assigned to him and only his car. And they dial that car in within the parameters of IndyCar specifically for him, his height, his weight, everything, his driving style. It's all programmed into the ECU of the engine of that car which is crazy to think. And only that Honda engineer knows that. So I think their Honda engineer can sit with the Chevrolet engineer and go through a lot of that information, but it's going to be a little weird. Graham, Graham doesn't even really fully know all of it. Graham knows what he likes and what he's uh, used to, but putting this deal together is going to be interesting. Now, the other thing is, because there was a driver change, regardless of what, where Wilson qualified, Graham goes last, right? Because they said, hey, new driver, right? Um, uh, and truthfully, that's the best spot for him to acclimate himself under race conditions in that car, I would think. I, You know what? I don't disagree with that. So this gives Graham the opportunity to get a few laps in. And when I say a few, it could be 10, it could be 100 right of 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 getting getting a little bit used to that car now the Indy 500 is such a crazy race that someone from the back i don't know if a last place uh, starter ever won the race but with the amount of yellow flags and oftentimes the lead guys getting a little aggressive and 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 hurting the cars and can't get, you know like there could be attrition. There could be <laughs> a, an opportunity for the fastest they guys to probably, knock themselves out. It's just a crazy, right? It's just a crazy event. Dude, it's a Hollywood uh, storyline if I've ever seen one. If he wins, if he gets in the top 10 in this, it's going to be amazing. It That is definitely something worth writing about. If you can, if you can finish and in the top 10. It. Yeah. And and I'm definitely going to be watching, but this is going to be a pretty incredible race overall. These guys are fast. They're hungry. And if you haven't gotten the chance to watch the hundred days to Indy on the CW, um, now I kind of feel like you guys should go back and watch. There's only a handful of episodes. I'm sure the documentary crew is scrambling right now to get these practice sessions and change the storyline uh, you know, Alex Pillow getting the pole and Catherine Legg, you know, 
first woman, fastest woman qualifier and Wilson getting injured and Graham getting back into the race. I watched Graham like emotions and tears in his eyes, hugging his children going, I can't believe I'm not going to get into the Indy 500. And less than 24 hours later, they put together a deal, which means the racing teams, the sponsors, everyone came together and said, let's make this happen. Let's get the qualifier car that Wilson ran. Let's get Graham movies bumped out and not break his streak of like whatever, 15 years in a row, just an incredible story. Now we really hope there's a happy ending to this whole thing. We don't want any, any injuries, but uh, I would like to see a little bit of a sweetheart story and see Graham, you know, at least go from, you know, whatever 34th place to a, to a top 10 finish in a car he's never done before. I, I don't think, he gets enough credit. I mean, his name, the Ray Hall name definitely kind of puts a spotlight on what he can, you know, on, on his racing career, but he still has to go out there and do it by himself. Nobody else is driving that car for him. And uh, I think he has the potential and the skill to, to do very well. Uh, Anyway, I, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be watching. I think it's gonna be an exciting event, and I hope Catherine Leg does well. Uh, but talk about like if you were a script writer in Hollywood, yeah. I, you, could, I wouldn't have figured that one out. But right, <laughs> but you go you go. Oh, you know what we do is because they did it in Days of Thunder. They're like, oh well, we'll get a car that qualifies, and then the driver's injured, and then we'll we'll bring this guy back into the race. But the part. That wasn't written was Graham's teammate, Catherine Legg, is the one that hit that guy. And I know she's kind of like devastated because she was in that accident. And already, listen, there's pressure on her because people, this is the, she's just getting into the Indy 500. She was an accident in practice that was her fault. Like she just, I mean, it's still an accident, but it's kind of on her. So she's already feeling like, I'm the rookie, and now everyone is looking at her going, should she be out here with everybody else? I mean, somebody has to be thinking that, going, should she be here? And now she's got even more to believe. Right. I just think it was an unfortunate accident, and and I think she's going to be very cautious. If anything, I I would like to see her do well, but I think she's going to be a little a little nervous going out there. I think she just wants to... I think the feeling of not crashing or hurting anyone else is going to outweigh the feeling of trying to win. And unfortunately that's a burden she's going to have to carry in that, in this race. I think she's going to be a little cautious, um, uh, overly cautious, you know, she'll, she'll be fine. I think she'll be fine. I think, listen, I, I, however this happened, it could happen to anyone and I'm glad she kind of got it out of her system in the practice. So she just has to sit with the team, feel confident, and uh, and and get back out there. So anyway, it's gonna be it's gonna be a a, a an interesting event. Um, okay, so before we wrap up, we'll we'll get into this a little bit more. Uh, maybe when we have Alistair Weaver back on the show. But the new Toyota Tacoma just had their launch event in Hawaii, by the way, uh, Alistair was there <laughs> and uh, this is a new uh, uh, basically from the ground up uh, Tacoma, the current Tacoma 
was sort of a redesign, kind of a facelift in 2016, but a lot of the mechanicals underneath it were from its 2005 to 2015 platform. So the 2024 Tacoma is is new on this new platform. And uh, it's got some very cool features. It's got a very good kind of aggressive look to it. The different variations, they've got almost like a turnkey overlanding version with the light bars and all kinds of stuff. Um, there's going to be two... Well, not two engine options. There's a couple of different horsepower configurations, but there are two engine options. There's a turbocharged four-cylinder that I believe you can get in two different horsepower levels, like a a 228 horsepower and a 270 horsepower. Oh, I'm sorry. There's two automatics transmission options and a manual transmission so you can get a 228 horsepower a 270 horsepower with a manual transmission or a 278 horsepower but with a different automatic transmission so the same engine essentially in three different horsepower configurations but then there's also going to be a hybrid version it'll have a smaller battery under the uh, on the crew cab version and under the back seat where you have storage normally that will be where the battery would go if you get a hybrid version. So you'll lose the storage, but you'll get a 1.87 kilowatt hybrid battery. Um, Now, the hybrid battery paired with an electric motor, I believe, on the transmission. So the electric motor will add add sort of a boost off of the transmission, kind of like the way Ferrari does with the LaFerrari. It'll boost power to 326 horsepower, but and improve gas mileage, but it also gives you this onboard battery. So when you want to do things like plug stuff in um, and have that inverter, like that 110 power inverter, you'll be able to power things longer. So the idea of the hybrid is you still have that gas engine. You're you're kind of free to go as far as you want at any gas station, but you can bring this battery to power your campsite and stuff with you, not to mention have the added boost with the electric motor. So this is an instance where the hybrid technology I think is super effective. I think does very does a good job, especially if you do want to do off-road camping trips, things like that with the vehicle. The added power and the battery is kind of cool. So the huge selling uh, point now with everybody overlanding, right? I mean, it's the new thing to do. I, yeah, I think- and their overlanding version is a badass looking truck. Um, there's gonna be a leaf spring version and a multi-link coil spring version of the truck. And you'll have to look up the, the various versions. Um, the TRD Pro also has the Fox uh, QS3 three-way adjustable internal bypass valve shocks. Um, so there's going to be quite the options list and trims that you can get into. Uh, the last thing I want to touch on real quick is the seats. The seats look badass in the trd pro you can get what they call the isodynamic performance seats and if you haven't seen this yet on the back it has like this exoskeleton on the back of the seats with shock absorbers and gauges like pressure gauges in them and the the seat is adjustable you can sort of set it ahead of time for your height and weight and there are shock absorbers that are vertical and horizontal and it takes it, it it absorbs when you're doing off-roading and stuff. It helps to cushion you as the driver and you can dial it in. You can start with your height and weight, but then you can fine tune it based on your comfort level. Um, and 
and it looks kind of badass in the back. It's got sort of this, you know, this mech warrior kind of RoboCop kind of look to it and looks kind of cool. Now I watched the video that Alistair did with, uh, uh, of this in, in Hawaii where the launch event was and, you know, he's six foot four. So he's like in the rear seat, someone as tall as he is going to be a little snug in the back. And I think you lose a little bit more leg room if you get the cool seats because it's got this exoskeleton on the back. So uh, as long as Alistair doesn't sit in the back, it looks pretty comfortable. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I wanted to touch on that. It looks pretty cool. It has a lot of the tech features you would imagine. It's got an eight-inch screen or an optional 13-inch screen, um, uh, wireless uh, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, um, the JBL 10-speaker system. Up on the dash is this uh, center channel JBL speaker. And what's kind of cool is that that pops out and becomes a a, uh, uh, a wireless Bluetooth portable speaker. So that's a cool little feature as well. So... Uh, I think we'll get more into this when they when they get to test it a little bit more. And I know that Alistair will want to talk about this because he got to drive it and do test the various different models. But I wanted to touch on it because I thought it was uh, I think this is a pretty significant thing. Um, a new model for t- Toyota. Toyota's Tacoma has been the best selling midsize pickup truck for quite some time. But now with the Ranger coming back. Um, I think the Colorado is still doing okay, but I think that's getting a little long in the tooth. So I'm not exactly sure if we have a new Colorado yet, but new Ranger and new Tacoma for 2024. Smart. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's, uh, I think that's it for today. Let's, uh, we're going to wrap things up guys. Thanks so much for listening. And, um, uh, yeah, we're going to be uh, glad you're doing well. Glad your head's in more. Headed out, headed out on the tractor. <laughs> Go back on the tractor. Tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Watch his Instagram in case something else happens. Maybe <laughs> maybe a helmet or something. I'm not quite sure. Um, yeah, I'll be wearing my my, uh, my Sparco. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, bring, my full get, get, in, get in that Indy 500 uh, spirit of things and wear the racing suit and helmet next time you're out there on the tractor. Well, the racing suit would make me spontaneously combust, but I will get a picture with me on on the tractor with a helmet. With a helmet. Um, All right, guys. Thanks so much. Until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com.